can actually be pretty gorgeous places, right? Um, last month, we spent uh, a, a week uh, in and around Bryce Canyon National Park in Utah, and the scenes were, were breathtaking. We'd seen pictures, but uh, we rode that shuttle bus on the first day in the park, and they went up to this, uh, they said, oh, you need to start with this big uh, overlook and uh, just kind of see this all uh, uh, first to just just uh, know where you're at and all that. And I, okay, sure, we'll do that. Got on the shuttle bus, took it up there, parked uh, and got out, uh, took a few, st- I was not prepared uh, for what I saw. Here's uh, just a glimpse Pictures can't do it justice, but that starts to as we uh, look out over the valley, the, the canyon uh, that, that, that God created. I mean, miles and miles and miles. I mean, uh, uh, at one point, one of the outlooks, uh, overlooks, they said, oh, out there is, uh, is, is a whole different state. You can see down there to, uh, to Arizona, and uh, I mean, just, just amazing. Um, here's, here's one to give you a little perspective. There's, there I am. Uh, this thing goes way out into the thing, and I was glad that fence was there. But even with that, you see I'm holding on pretty tight. Here's, here's where Nick stayed. There, back there. That's, uh, that's, uh, that, he wasn't quite as adventurous. But um, uh, later that day, we, uh, we hiked down into the valley, that same valley we had looked at. Then we hiked down in there, uh, and it was still gorgeous. Uh, we, uh, it seemed like every few feet, every, every couple of steps, it seemed like we would, we would stop and take more pictures and just to be amazed at the, uh, the, uh, the, the creation all around. Uh, go ahead and, and go to that next one. So that's part of the switchbacks that we took down into, uh, down into the, the valley. Um, it was funny, as we, as we hiked down that, uh, those switchbacks, there were people coming up, and they seemed to be, I didn't quite get it, but they seemed to be a little out of breath, and I wasn't quite sure what the big deal was. Uh, they stopped sometimes to rest. They're, they seemed to have perspiration uh, beating up on their brow. and I mean, we weren't winded at all. We're just, you know, hiking down, uh, down the switchbacks. Um, until later when uh, uh, we were coming up out of that valley too at a different location, a much steeper grade, no switchbacks, we're just heading up and uh, full sun, middle of the afternoon, uh, 9,000 feet elevation, uh, we had to stop a lot of times to catch our breath and there was more than just sweat beating on our brows, so I'm just, uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a challenge. So the valley was gorgeous, it was also a challenge. Uh, it, Funny thing too, uh, when, when we're up on the top, we could see for miles, right? And uh, we had perspective. We could actually see down in there and see people hiking. We saw people on, on horses doing, uh, doing the trails and, and we could see the, the paths and where they went and where they ended up and, and we saw different, uh, uh, landmarks along the way and, and we could, uh, uh, we could, we could see all that. But when we were down in the valley hiking that, uh, we could only see the path in front of us. And a lot of times it would be uh, twisty and curvy and go around rocks and trees and all sorts of things. And we just had to trust that the people who had been there before, uh, who put up the signs and made the maps, uh, that, 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 that those paths were going to take us where they said they were going to take us. We couldn't see beyond the next bend, let alone our final destination. We were, we were up on that rim uh, as the sun was setting one night, setting behind us as we're looking out into the valley. And, and as we got there, I mean, it was, it was a long time, probably an hour till, till the sun was actually going to set, but it was already, about half that valley was already in shadow. Um, because the sun goes down uh, uh, faster uh, and the shadows move in quicker in the valley uh, than they do up on the mountain. Um, 
all of those observations as I think about that experience, all of that kind of goes through my mind as I think about uh, valleys. And, and maybe a lot of those were in David's mind as he was communicating in Psalm 23 uh, when he said that, that we walk through, that he walks through the darkest valley it's it's darker down in the valley there are the shadows are long it's it's tough to tell where you're going you don't quite have perspective and that's that's where verse four starts as we jump uh start the second half of this psalm psalm 23 uh if you've missed any of the messages you want to catch up you can do all that online uh at the the church website you can listen in uh, at the listen page isn't that neat where you listen on the listen page and you you can watch the video on the videos page we try to make it as simple as possible there so uh you can catch up there but there there's so much there and i don't want you to miss it just a few verses and yet it's so rich and and, and verse four not only is it, does it mark the second half of this of this uh, psalm? But it, it's all—it's a major shift. I, maybe you'll catch it. I, I want to just read the whole thing. I know the kids uh, uh, up there in that video read it for us. But but Psalm twenty-three, verses one through six. This is in the uh, the NIV. It says it this way: The Lord is my shepherd; I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for His name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So the first three verses, um, they, they read as though a, she, a sheep is, is almost, uh, well, he's, he's talking to, uh, to uh, maybe talking to the other sheep. Uh, if we want to p- p- get our minds in that place, maybe he's uh, bragging to the sheep on the on the farm through the fence, uh, on the farm next to him through the fence, and the farm next door, and he's he's bragging about his shepherd, and it, it's almost like, hey, you you know who my shepherd is? It's the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd, and, and he's and and he's saying, hey, I, he provides everything for me, uh, um, the grass and water and and, and every he, get, he gets, gets takes me right where I need to go. Uh, he refreshes my soul. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe we could just dump my shepherd can beat up your shepherd. Maybe that's the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the connotation here. Uh, I, I don't know. You don't really get the sense of neener, neener, neener going on there, but, but it's this talking about my shepherd, right? You're, you're almost bragging on the Lord who is my shepherd. Uh, David is, is talking here, but then we shift in, uh, in, in verse four. I'm, I'm not a language arts teacher. I'm a, I'm a preacher, but I want you to look at the pronouns for a minute because it's important. In the last half, in verses 4, 5, and 6, it, it, it's no longer he talking about the shepherd. You see that? It's now you and your. We're tra- talking to the shepherd. David, as the sheep, instead of just talking about the Lord who is his shepherd, he is now talking directly to his shepherd. Even just in the wording, it's a, it's a picture here of an intimate relationship of a shepherd and the sheep. 
And that's not by mistake. Uh, you'd know that if you were a shepherd. Uh, I'm not, so I had to read a book about it. And I've been telling you that the kind of our jumping off place in this, uh, uh, this series has been Philip Keller's book, A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23. And, and he uh, describes in that book his experience as a sheep herder in, uh, in Western Africa. And, uh, and many of the ways that they did it there were a lot like uh, how sheep herding has been done for centuries in Palestine, where David would have been a shepherd. Uh, and David wrote Psalm 23. So, so so Keller says that, that at the end of uh, spring each year, the good shepherds, uh, uh, the ones that are really invested in the sheep, they will lead their sheep to distant ranges up to the high ground, uh, up in the mountains for the summer and fall months. And, and that means that in order to get from the farm to the high country, they have to travel through, walk through the valley to get to the mountaintop. Keller puts it this way, uh, during this time, the flock is entirely alone with the shepherd. They are in intimate contact with him and under his most personal attention day and night. That is why these last verses are couched in such intimate first-person language. And it is well to remember that all of this is done against a dramatic background of wild mountains, rushing rivers, alpine meadows, and high rangelands. I think it's important for us to know that intimacy with God makes all the difference when you're going through dark valleys. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, the darkest valley, I will fear no evil because you are with me. Intimacy with God makes all the difference as we walk through dark valleys in our lives. And inherent in that statement is, is a truth that we have to recognize and we have to accept. And I don't think it comes out of left field. I think you know this. But, but we all have to go through dark valleys, even when the Lord is our shepherd. It's hard. It doesn't always make sense. Uh, it may seem like, seem like it lasts forever. We may want to be, okay, I'm following the shepherd. Everything should be daisies and sunshine. But it's not because going through the valley is the best route to the mountaintop. In, in the book, Keller talks about the valley being the, the gentlest grade to the top. You follow the valley and it gradually takes you where you need to go. You're not like climbing the cliff. Uh, it's where the, there is uh, lush grass and the water is flowing and clear and, and, and all of that sounds great, but it's also, the valley is also where it's dark and it's where the predators hide and they can see you coming from a mile away and they can get you and uh, it's difficult footing at times as you're ga- gaining altitude and it's, it, it's hard to breathe at times and it's harder to see where the path leads as it winds through the valley and sometimes... I'd like to just tell the shepherd I'd rather skip the valley and just get to the mountaintop, if you please. Or, you know what, shepherd, maybe we could just stay home this time. Uh, it's comfortable here. I've got what I need. Let's, just, let's not really stretch things too far. But even in saying that, if, if we're truly interested in following the shepherd, as we look at Psalm 23, inherent in that, we notice that he will take us Places that we would never choose, and sometimes that means pretty dark valleys. And so the natural question then is why? Why in the world would he do that? Why can't we just skip the valleys? Uh, One reason is that there are things that can only be learned in the valley. 
When the Lord is our shepherd, he, he, he leads us through the darkest valley. And when we, we face difficult circumstances in life, it, it may actually be for our good. And, and I know that that sounds a lot like a parent telling their six-year-old to eat their vegetables. They're good for them, good for you. And, and that's true, they are, but that's kind, of a, that's kind of hard to swallow, right? More ways than one, <laughs> Scripture talks about this a lot. Uh, there, there's trouble in life. We have to walk through it. Uh, there's, there's a lot of different passages we could turn to other than just uh, here in, in Psalm uh, 23. Maybe my favorite passage is from James chapter 1, uh, verses 2 through 4, uh, where it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And as I, uh, as I look over the, the congregation today, those of you gathered here in this room, as I think about those that are either logging on right now or, or going to at some point, um, I, I, I think of you, and, and I guess one of the, one of the benefits of, of uh, uh, being some uh, uh, pastor of the, the same congregation for a long time is that, that I know a lot of your stories, right? And, and I, know, I, I, I know some of the diagnoses that you've received. And I, I know some of the setbacks that you've had. And I know some of the questions that have gone unanswered and the losses that you've endured. And so it seems crass and insensitive for me to stand here in the face of all those things and say, consider it pure joy when you're walking through all that stuff. I mean, it would even kind of sound rude if I said, well, hang in there. Uh, but, but this is a lot more than that. It goes so far beyond that. Uh, consider it pure joy. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know that that's the easiest thing to say. But that, I think, is where this image of a shepherd and the, the sheep uh, starts to help us uh, with that. Because we're following the shepherd and he's taking us where we need to go, even if it leads through places we don't quite understand. Hard, difficult places. See, I think a lot of times, probably without really thinking about it, we kind of want God to follow us instead. God, here's, here's what I want. Uh, God, uh, here's, here's how I want things to go. Let's make this happen. Um, ooh, look up there. Let's do that. God, bless this. I'm going here. Let's do this. I'm, I'm going to go over here. Let's do this. Hey, God, I, I want to go there. Bless, bless the, the way. If you don't bless it, I'm going to be mad at you because I want to get over here and, and I want this to happen this way in this time right now. And it's like we want God, the shepherd to follow the sheep. Which if we take a step back for just a second, that's ludicrous, right? That's ridiculous that a, a shepherd would follow. The, if we're stepping back and, and watching that and the sheep are going and the shepherd's just kind of following. Oh, oh, let me, let me, oh, let me get over. And, and it, it just doesn't make any sense. Because the shepherd knows the way to go. And the sheep don't. The, the shepherd knows where the best grazing is. The shepherd knows where the, the best water is. The shepherd knows how to protect the, the flock from danger. He knows how to get to the mountaintop. If the shepherd just followed the sheep, giving them whatever they thought they wanted, they wouldn't get anywhere and they'd be, they'd be in trouble in a hurry. Life with God is not about the shepherd following the sheep and blessing what we think we want in our lives, right? 
Life with God is about following the shepherd, even if it's hard. Uh, as, as we saw in verse 3, uh, God is the one who knows the right paths, right? And, and so, so even if those paths are difficult, we still follow because it's the shepherd who knows the way. And that's a, that's a huge shift in mindset because we want God to, uh, uh, to, to do what we, what we think we want and provide what we think we need. And uh, the shift comes is in that God does not exist to make you happy in the moment. He wants to grow you over time. So that shift in mindset changes how we look at what James calls trials of many kinds, what David calls the darkest valley. Uh, God wants you to be, as, as James says, mature and complete, not lacking anything. And, and if you're honest, if, if I just came to you and said, hey, uh, do you want to be mature and complete? Do you want to have no lack? Since the, the, the direction there, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing, right? So the, 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 uh, James is using some of the same terminology. Uh, we, 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 want, we would want that too. We want to be mature and complete, not lacking anything. We want to be whole, not broken. We want to be full, not empty. We want to be strong, not weak. That's part of what it means to, uh, to graze on the mountaintop, I guess. But in order to get there, we have to follow the shepherd through some tough stuff. It's in the valley where we learn to be strong. The valley is where we develop courage. Uh, Facing difficulties grows our faith and our trust. That's where we experience God's peace, even when the shadows are long and dark. James wraps all that up with a word, perseverance. It's the sheep who persevere through the difficult valley uh, that can enjoy the high country. Because you notice there, uh, David's, uh, it's it's action. It's not, I'm going to camp out in the valley forever. Even though I walk through the valley, there's, there's an inherent sense of that, there, that it's going somewhere. And we've got to recognize that God is taking us somewhere even as we walk through those valleys. And even when they last forever, it seeming, seemingly forever, we're still trusting the shepherd. If you, are, if you are in the valley today, hang in, well, no, <laughs> consider it pure joy. Why? Because God is maturing you and making you complete. And I know it's hard. And, and, and it sometimes seems like you're not going to make it through the valley. But when we follow the shepherd, we trust him. That he's going to take us where we are going to be mature and complete, not lacking anything. There are things that we learn in the valley that we would never learn anywhere else. I think we also have to notice, and I'm not trying to give uh, uh, full answers to why we walk through valleys, and, and, uh, uh, and yet I think we need to notice that not only is it, is it something that matures and grows us, but our valley experiences won't be wasted either. Every year, the, the, the flock uh, has, has new sheep in it. New sheep have been born. Maybe some have been purchased or, or added to the flock. From it. So, so usually, uh, uh, there are sheep who, uh, who haven't been that way before, right? And so the shepherd is, is leading the flock through this valley, and there are some who have already been there, and uh, there are some who have not. And it's those older, more experienced sheep that encourage the others along the way, even when the days get long and the shadows get longer 
The shepherd wants to use your valley experiences not only to strengthen and mature you, but also to encourage those around you. Our grief, our, our, our pain, our difficulties can be turned into opportunities to help others navigate the difficult terrain in the valley. And we're all different. God has, has given us a different, as scripture says, uh, different gifts and talents and abilities, and we have different personalities and, 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 and passions and all those things. One thing that is different is that each one of us has our own uh, life experiences, right? And, and we've had to walk through certain things. And if you're paying attention, I, you've probably noticed this in your life, uh, you've probably noticed that God might just bring people into your life that may be going through things that you've gone through, and you can help to encourage them as they walk through the same valley. As, as he heals and matures that in you, he wants to use you to help heal and mature others. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4 uh, talk directly to this. Uh, the Apostle Paul says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. So it's like God comforts us and then we let that flow out to those that he brings into our lives that need it as well. And so we have to ask the question as we read uh, Psalm 23, even though I walk through the valley of, of the shadow of death, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me and, and, and I'm going through this valley. Well, one reason is that perhaps God is going to bring someone into my life. Maybe he has right now. Maybe there are people in your life who need encouragement and comfort as they walk through the valley as well. Maybe you haven't really noticed. Maybe, uh, maybe that's something you need to be thinking and praying about. Who is it, Lord, that, that's in my life? Or, or will you please bring people into my life whom I can encourage? Uh, because I've experienced you, Lord, in, in the valley there are, I don't want that to be wasted, and God doesn't want that to be wasted either. He wants to use you to bring, bring others comfort and healing as well. That's just a couple of uh, uh, things that, uh, that, that, that valleys are good for, I think. Maybe the most important one, though, is this. Dark valleys are great places for intimacy with the shepherd. Jesus is with you in the dark, I heard a story about a, a kid who uh, uh, his mom was fixing dinner and, and she wanted to include him and help him and uh, have him help her with with the meal and and uh, she needed some uh, a can of soup or something from the uh, uh, from the pantry and so she said oh honey uh, can you go get uh, get me a can of tomato soup and and uh, and he was didn't really like the pantry it uh, it was dark in there. And uh, he, he was, he was uh, a little bit nervous to go into the pantry. And he, I don't really, oh, just go in there. You can grab that. Uh, Jesus will be with you. Go, go in go and get, get, the, get the can of tomato soup. I need that right now, honey. And so sure enough, he went over to the pantry and he opened the door and it was dark. And he peeked in and then he said, Jesus, if you're in there, can you hand me a can of tomato soup? This, this is one of the biggest things that we, we come to from Psalm 23, that, 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 that we rely on, that, that we, we settle in on as we're walking through dark valleys. We recognize that, 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 that even though the path leads through the darkest valley, we don't have to be afraid. And there's one reason listed. David says there's one big reason. You are with me. As I reflect on, on my life, and there have been trying and difficult valley experiences 
And, and yet those are the experiences I would list as the times when I have been closest to Jesus. Those are the times when I have sought him out. Those are the times when I've prayed more earnestly. Those are the times when I've asked more questions and I've experienced his presence more deeply. I've used this passage. I don't know if there's a funeral. I haven't used this, uh, this passage. Uh, I've used it uh, uh, a bunch of times in, in uh, talking to families and, and preaching at funerals over the years. And it's true today for us, just like it was in every one of those situations, Jesus is with you even in the darkest valley. I think we could change that to say, especially in the darkest valley, the valley of the shadow of death, and that makes all the difference. Intimacy with Jesus makes all the difference as we walk through the valleys of life. I, I tend to um, listen to books and podcasts a lot. I uh, I told you a couple of weeks ago I'm I'm uh, I try to be as efficient as possible and that means I'm trying to do about seven things at once maybe two or three uh, and uh, that doesn't always work out well for me but one thing that I can do is drive and listen at the same time or run and listen at the same time and so I listen to books and I listen to podcasts and I was listening to a podcast this week and and uh, they were interviewing uh, uh, Sheila Walsh. Maybe you recognize that name. She's a Christian recording artist, uh, been on uh, Christian TV for years, and I, I guess she has a new book out or something, but uh, she was, uh, she was uh, uh, on this, uh, this podcast, and, and she was talking about a health scare that she had a few years ago. She was having severe headaches, so they scheduled an MRI to check things out. There was some family history of, of, uh, of, of difficulty there, and, and so uh, they wanted to check things out. And Sheila Walsh said that they, they got her all ready, and they laid her down on that table, and they were going to slide her into the MRI tube, you know, and, and, uh, and, and the technician gave her a button uh, that she could press if she needed anything. And, and this is how she described them. Now, now, she has a great Scottish accent, and I'm just not going to be able to do it justice. But uh, So picture that in your head later that over top of how I read this, but uh, uh, this, is, this is how she uh, responded, or how she told that story on this podcast. She said, he gave me this little panic button, and he said one thing that just shifted everything. He said, I'm going to be in the other room, so you need this, because you're going to be all alone in here. And in that second, I thought, no, I'm not. I mean, I didn't say that to him or they would have moved me to a different area of the hospital, she said. But, uh, but she said, but suddenly I had this incredible awareness. I am not going to be alone in there. And I was in it for like 45 minutes and I found myself praying and saying, Jesus, you get this. I, I do not want this, but you have a track record for, with me. And I know that you love my husband and my son more than I ever will. And you love me. And so I'm gladly leaving the results up to you. Whatever is going to be the thing that brings you more glory, I'm in. Her test came out fine, but she testified to experiencing that peace and intimacy with Jesus before she ever knew that things were going to be okay. Because dark valleys are places where we experience intimacy with the shepherd. He is with us. No matter what the reason for the valley, and I've given you a couple today, and, and there are probably others, and people have written books and, and preached sermons for, for hundreds and hundreds of years about why we go through difficult things. And, and no matter what the reason is, much of which we will never really understand, the shepherd is with us as we walk through the valley. Do you know that? Uh, and not just know that, do you, do you know that in your soul? That he is with 
Have you experienced that? I, I can testify today that, that Jesus has not answered all of my questions. I've got some. I, I guess I don't have a list, but it's up here. I don't have them written down. But, but uh, I'm pretty sure when I get to heaven, I'm not going to care what that list is. But there are a lot of questions. I've got questions, right? I don't understand why certain things happen. Uh, there, there are questions, and most of those questions have to do with the darkest valleys, right? I don't have answers. But, but I don't have to have answers to know that he is with me in the middle of it. One, one great way that we know that, that he is with us is, uh, is this little thing Jesus highlighted, especially in, in John chapter 10, when he talked about us uh, hearing and knowing his voice. The shepherd and the sheep, right? Uh, sheep know the voice of their shepherd. And, and when that intimacy has been established, when they've developed that trust and there's a bond that's been built, it, it, it's obvious who the shepherd of that flock is because uh, the, the sheep know, the sh- and the shepherd knows the sheep. This is how Jesus said it in John 10, uh, verses two through five, and then verse 27. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. Verse 27, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Do you know the voice of the Lord who is your shepherd? You might push back and say, come on, how can we really hear God's voice? Uh, I've got, you know, sermon series all about that. We'll get to that. Uh, no, there, how, how can I really understand? What, can I really know God's what, what? Yes, yes, we can. Uh, but the same way that the sheep know the shepherd's voice, uh, they've been through things together. And, and over time, sheep get used to the shepherd's voice and they can distinguish it from any other voice as they live life following the shepherd. He protects them and he provides for them. And, and time and time again, they learn to trust that voice. And so they follow, even in the darkest valley, through the darkest. And maybe, it's, maybe it's a little like this. If, if I were... Um, if everybody was in here talking after church uh, uh, some Sunday and, and uh, I wanted, uh, and I asked you to, to pick out Rebecca's voice. She's not here today, but, but, uh, uh, but, but if, if she was here and we were standing around and, and I asked you to pick out her voice, uh, would you be able to do it? Maybe you would, maybe you wouldn't. Uh, if, if not, it's probably for two reasons. Either you don't know Rebecca very well or you haven't spent a lot of time with her. I just, yeah, no, no, uh, no other issue other than probably one of those two things. I, I guarantee you, though, that I would be able to zero in on her voice in a crowd in a second because I know her and we spend a lot of time together. I know her voice. If you say that you don't know the voice of the Lord, your shepherd, I'd say it's probably one of those two things. Either you don't know him very well or you're not spending much time together with him. Because sheep know the voice of the shepherd and it makes all the difference no matter where he's leading the sheep. They'll trust the shepherd to take them where they need to go. Do you know his voice today? Are you following him? Uh, Are you trusting him even in the darkest valley? Even though I walk through the darkest valley I will fear no evil 
because God is maturing me and growing me. Because God's not going to waste this and I'm going to be able to help others. Most of all, because God is with me. Intimacy with God makes all the difference when we're going through dark valleys. 